Good morning. Today is Monday, January 23rd, 2023. Today is Rosh Chodesh. Happy Rosh Chodesh. And the mitzvah of Rosh Chodesh appears in this week's Torah portion, the Parsha Bo. When God says, God speaks to Moshe and Aaron and says to them, while they are still in Egypt. So this mitzvah is going to be while they are still slaves, not yet freed. This shall be for you. The new appearance of the moon, the new cycle of the moon, shall be for you, Rosh Chodeshim, the beginning of the Jewish month. You will now start to follow the lunar calendar. And we celebrate the birth of our nation with a new calendar. While the nations around them worshipped the sun and followed a solar calendar, just like the nations around us follow a solar calendar, God tells us to announce our independence by adopting a new calendar, a lunar calendar. Because the difference between time that is marked by the sun and time that is marked by the moon is fundamental to what it means to be a Jewish person. The sun is constant. It's a daily, predictable, routine occurrence. Every year it's exactly the same on that date. You know in advance and you can expect it. Where it's going to be, when it rises, when it sets, it's static. In fact, we use the sun as a metaphor for what is static and does not change. The famous line that's repeated over and over in the book of Kohelis, Ecclesiastes, Ein kol tachas There's nothing new under the sun. Because if it's under the sun, it's routine. It happens unchangingly. By contrast, the word for the lunar month is Chodesh. The word Chodesh comes from the word Chodosh, new. The moon, lunar calendar, the moon, is renewed on a monthly basis. It gets smaller and smaller and smaller. It appears to us to disappear, and then it is reborn. It's renewed. And that's the reason that this is the first mitzvah, because this is how we announce our independence. And this is why it occurs, it is given to us while we are still in Egypt, because it is the ultimate differentiation between the culture and approach to life of Egypt and our approach. Ours is a calendar born in suffering and in persecution in the depth of slavery in Egypt in a place of no hope of redemption, in a civilization that says, and this is central to their identity, that they will endure without end, no change. And our calendar says, at the very lowest moment, at the very darkest moment, when there is the decline of the moon, in fact, that darkness, that decline, is only the preparation for its rebirth. 
Our calendar is a fundamental expression of optimism and the potential for miraculous change. And with the adoption of our calendar, we broke the chains of ceaseless oppression and we became a free people whose history mirrors the cycles of the moon for whom no darkness can lead to despair because we already know the darkness leads to light. And you see this character within the Jewish people even before our narrative of the exodus from Egypt. Let's start with Moshe, the central character of Exodus and of the whole Torah. We know so little about him. We've discussed this in the past. When we first meet him at the beginning of the book of Shmos, the book of Exodus, the second book of the Torah, he has no name. We don't even know if he will survive Paro's harsh decree that all the Jewish baby boys should be killed. We know almost nothing about his parents, Amram and Yocheved. There is no detail in the entire Torah itself that tells us anything about them. But Rabbi Shlomo Riskin points out, we do know a great deal about Moshe's grandparents, something very profound about their view of life and their place in it. His father's parents and his mother's parents, they were living in the depths of slavery decades before the Exodus at a time when it was pure persecution, no end in sight. And Moshe's father's parents had a baby boy and they named him Amram. What does that word mean? Amram means exalted nation. And Moshe's mother's parents had a baby girl and they named their daughter Yocheved, which means God's glory. Let me ask you a question. Slaves in the midst of the, the worst depression ever? Is that really how they saw themselves? Did Amram's parents really see themselves as belonging to an exalted nation when they were slaves in Egypt? Did Yocheved's parents, when they had her, really see themselves and their daughter now as reflecting God's glory? Yes. Because even before the mitzvah of Rosh Chodesh that elucidates this, they were not attuned to the sun, where everything stays the same, where whatever it is that we're suffering now is going to exist forever with, in a static manner. They were attuned even then to the moon, to the possibility of change, to the potential of change, to the potential of rebirth and redemption even at that early date. The adoption of the lunar calendar was a dramatic break with Egyptian culture that dramatized our freedom. And this is true on a national level for the Jewish people, and it is also true on an individual level, on a personal level, in the way that we look at each other, in the way that we look at ourselves,
do we look at ourselves or others in a way that sees them or us as static? The way you are now, you're not going to change. That's it. You're going to stay the same. Or do we recognize that every single human being has the capability, has the potential to change, to make a drastic break with their past, not to be weighed down by what exists right now, but to be able to look forward to a different future? Are we able to see that? Let me give you an example. A few, a few years ago, you may have heard about this. A few years ago, there was a man named Ted Williams, not the baseball player. At that time, he was 53 years old. He had trained as a radio announcer, so his voice was his life. And then his life went downhill. He became an alcoholic. He was homeless for 14 years in Columbus, Ohio. And then he managed to become sober. But he was still homeless. And so he was panhandling, begging by the side of the road. And he was holding up a sign. And the sign said, I have a God-given gift of voice. Because that's what he had. But of course, he had no opportunity to use it in any way. I have a God-given gift of voice. And a man named Doral Chenoweth came by. He sees this man. He sees the sign, and he says, let me hear you say something. And he makes a YouTube video. You should be able to find this on YouTube. It received millions of views. And what you see is startling. What you see is this man who has wild hair, dirty clothes. He looks decrepit, unkempt, a homeless man, Nebuch, the kind of person that most of us would uh, either ignore or try to avoid. And then he opens his mouth and his voice does not match his appearance. He has this smooth, professional, baritone voice, polished, professional. So this video goes viral on YouTube. Millions of people see it. He starts to get job offers. And he got jobs from this. He became a spokesperson for Kraft Mac and Cheese, for MSNBC, for the Cleveland Cavaliers. And he was reunited with his family. He was able to get his life back on track. Amazing. It's an amazing story. But the other part of the story is this man, Doral Chenoweth, He's driving, just a regular guy. He sees a homeless man. He stops. Okay, that's already something quite remarkable. He talks to him. This is even more remarkable. He makes a video of this man and puts it on YouTube. So people that know him said, we're not surprised. 
This is the kind of guy he is. Doral himself said about himself, this is part of my faith. You may not be able to help someone with money, but at least you can say hello and look at them. Now, of course, what this man did is much more than just say hello and look at him, although that in itself is a great step. But here's what another friend of his said. He sees possibilities others don't see and acts on them. It is a tremendous gift to be able to look at someone and see beyond the facade, beyond the superficial, to see not how they look, but how they might be if given the chance. And that is a real-life example of what God teaches us in our Declaration of Independence by proclaiming our lunar calendar. My friends, I want to wish you a great day, and I look forward to seeing you soon in person.